This is a great episode for anyone who's postpartum because we are talking about something that I think is really on the minds of postpartum parents. With that said, it's actually a great episode for anyone, honestly, especially if you have concerns or thoughts about your body. But since we are talking about bodies and we are talking about weight, if that is a trigger for you, skip over this episode and tune in for the next. But if this is something that you're interested in, you think you want to hear more about, buckle up and let's go. Welcome to the Lady Parts Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor, and thank you for joining me today. You know I love it when we chat, and we always, always, always have some really good conversations, and we have great things to talk about, and today is no different, of course. But first, let's talk about last week. Last episode, we did some meditation. How was that experience for you? Was that cool? Were you able to calm your mind? You know, I'm a huge advocate for mental health, especially in communities of color, where mental health hasn't always gotten the attention it's deserved for various reasons. But I'm a huge mental health advocate for all communities. And meditation is such a great way to quiet our minds and calm some of our anxieties. And you and I both know that this is a time where there are a lot of things to be anxious about. So kind of refocusing and redirecting our minds in a way that we can cope with that and manage that is great. And meditation is a great way to do that. Today, we're doing something a little different. You know, I like to try out different things. I like to see what you like, what you're interested in, and what you find engaging. I continue in my postpartum journey And, you know, every day I'm having experiences and I'm having thoughts and I want to share them with you. I think one of my favorite things with our conversations is because my personal life and my professional life are often intersecting. For example, you know, I'm constantly caring for my patients who have just had babies and who are in the postpartum world, but also I am a patient sometimes and I am also operating in a postpartum world right now. And as I have these thoughts and these feelings, I think we should talk about it because many a postpartum mom or postpartum birthing parent has had similar experiences to this. And so I want to get these conversations out in the open. So I've invited some of my friends to come and give their experience from a postpartum standpoint. Today, we're going to talk about postpartum bodies. In several of our other podcasts, I've kind of addressed pregnancy and postpartum experiences in general. But I want to really just focus on the changes. You know, I loved being pregnant and I love postpartum. I am very appreciative, especially as someone who has dealt with infertility in the past. I am very appreciative for all my pregnancies. And, you know, as someone who's dealt with recurrent pregnancy loss, I am very appreciative of the children I have. With that said, I'm still a person who has an identity, who has an experience. And postpartum is a huge adjustment to your experience. You know, personally, I feel that the adjustment after you've already had one kid, it's not as jarring because you've had some of these experiences before, but every postpartum experience is different. And as I've been navigating the postpartum experience, there were changes that I remember happening regarding my body. Um, And then there are things that I just forgot, things that I hadn't really thought about. And it's just an interesting experience. I think I kind of touched on this in one of the previous podcasts that you just get so used to not having complete agency of your body. You know, there are changes happening for the baby and your body's just kind of in autopilot doing all the things it needs to do to help grow this life. Um, But then you have the baby. Oh, and and not only that, but then also you're going to visits and people are always measuring your belly and taking your vital signs. And then you go into the hospital 
and someone is helping you birth your baby and your cervix is getting checked and there are kind of all of these things that can feel very out of control for you um, where you kind of give up some of your agency over your body which is something that you really wouldn't do at any other point in your life it's an interesting experience and so then after you have the baby especially if you're nursing but even if you're not you still have given up some of that agency right because your baby still needs you your baby still needs your body to grow and sometimes with that it can be easy to kind of dissociate from your body especially you know for people who have maybe had c-sections and you have an experience of pain or vaginal lacerations you have this experience of pain and you kind of feel decoupled from your body so all that said, it's a lot of conversation about the bodies. There are just a lot of feelings that I really wanted us to be able to have an open, honest, raw chat just about how we're feeling, right? So with that, let's get into it. I'm going to start with a story. I know that's something that I'd wanted to get in the habit of doing, and I don't always do it, but I have a good story for this. So we're going to do it today. A family friend of ours once told this story about her experience after giving birth to her first child. I mean, now she has, um, I think, four children. But when she went to the hospital for her first child, she packed a bag, a bag full of clothes for labor and postpartum. And I think even if you've never had a baby, you never intend to have a baby, you know that that's one of the big things. You go into the hospital you got to pack a bag, have all your stuff. So she packed this bag and had everything that she needed. And then after delivering a healthy baby, she had a short, uncomplicated hospital stay, which was great. And on the day of discharge, she went to her hospital bag because she needed to put something comfortable on for her ride home from the hospital. And to her surprise, nothing she packed fit. Nothing, nothing. She did not have a single piece of clothing to wear. Why, you ask? <laughs> she had packed a bag full of her pre-pregnancy clothes, expecting that her body would be exactly as it was before she had gotten pregnant. I mean, I can completely understand how this could happen, especially as a first-time mom. I mean, you're no longer pregnant, so there shouldn't be any lingering effects on your body, right? Seen or unseen. Your body should just kind of go back to how it was before when the baby's not there. For those of us who have been pregnant, we know the truth. It takes a little while to get back to your pre-pregnancy body, and many of us never will, and that's okay. Pregnancy changes your body in many, 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 many ways. Some visible, some invisible, some temporary, some permanent. And it's important to manage your expectations and have a real understanding of what's to come. So let's talk about some of the visible body changes. And really, I'm just going to touch on, I think, the ones that people mention the most often. And of course, they're mentioned most often because they are the changes that you see. But with that said, remember, there are a lot of things that we can mention here. So the first, and I think probably the most common one and most noticeable is weight gain. It's one of the first symptoms people think about with pregnancy. And it's one of the first visible symptoms of pregnancy. You know, if you can think about any time a celebrity maybe eats a meal or gets their period and is a little bloated or something, there's always like, oh, so-and-so, is she pregnant? I remember they thought Jennifer Aniston was pregnant like every 10 seconds. And while much of that weight gain that you have during pregnancy is concentrated around the abdomen, it's usually gained kind of evenly distributed throughout the body otherwise. And we track weight gain at every prenatal visit because being underweight or overweight or obese can have consequences for your baby, your pregnancy, and potentially your birth. The Institute of Medicine published pregnancy weight gain recommendations, which we continue to use. You know, they published them some time ago. And for a woman of normal weight, you know, I don't like to use the word normal. I really don't like to use the word normal, but just for explanation purposes, normal weight is considered a BMI, body mass index, between 18.5 and 24.9. So for a woman with that BMI range, with a singleton pregnancy, so a singleton pregnancy is just one baby, the Institute of Medicine recommends that she gain 25 to 35 pounds during her pregnancy. 
Of course, more is recommended for someone who's underweight and then less for someone who is overweight or obese. 25 to 35 pounds. Can you imagine gaining 25 to 35 pounds over the next nine months as a non-pregnant person? Can you imagine how different your body would feel carrying that weight around? And that's excluding all of the other changes that come with pregnancy that a mom, a new mom or new parent has to deal with. Like, can you imagine that? And furthermore, the weight gain is associated with other visible changes to your body, which leads us to the next most commonly mentioned changes, which are stretch marks and cellulite. Stretch marks are, yeah, I'm like struggling to say it. Stretch marks are streaks or lines that appear on the skin, which are caused by stretching of the skin. And I know you already know what stretch marks are, but you know, I like to explain everything so that we are definitely on the same page. They are very common in pregnant women, affecting up to 90%. And that is the statistic that I found everywhere I looked, although I couldn't find the source, but it's accepted that it affects up to 90% of pregnant women. And they commonly appear on the abdomen. So that makes sense, right? Because as the abdomen grows outward, that skin is really stretching on the breasts, the hips, or the buttocks. And genetics, hormones, pregnancy, and female sex all play a role in their development. While they're, they're harmless from a physical standpoint, many people don't like the way they look, so they might not really be harmless from a mental health standpoint. Fortunately, they don't require treatment and they may fade over time. Unfortunately, they may never go away completely, even with treatment. And cellulite. Cellulite to me is like the sister to stretch marks and this is completely off topic and this is not anything that's been researched or supported. But I remember someone saying, you get stretch marks or cellulite. You just either get one or the other. And you might be thinking, or not you maybe, but someone's thinking, well, they got both and some people don't get any. But that's the case in my mind. I don't get stretch marks, but I get cellulite. Cellulite is what you see when collections of fat just beneath the skin push against the connective tissue and it causes the skin surface to appear different, giving an appearance of like dimples or lumps. According to the Cleveland Clinic, approximately 80 to 90% of women who've gone through puberty have cellulite, while just 10% of men have cellulite. So then going back to that completely unsupported statement <laughs> that I made, Regarding having cellulite versus stretch marks, if 90% of re women of reproductive age have stretch marks and then 80 to 90% of women of reproductive age have cellulite, that's basically like all women, okay? So we all feel good about ourselves or not, we already felt good, but we all feel a little better. So it's most common on the thighs, buttocks, and stomach. And like stretch marks, it's not harmful to your health. Also like stretch marks, it's unlikely to go away even with treatment. Other changes that you might notice from pregnancy are hyperpigmentation or darkening of the skin. And that's also common and it's due to increased melanin. Dark spots or patches are called melasma. And that's also known as the mask of pregnancy. And while many of these patches fade after birth, some continue for many years postpartum. What else do you see? Hair growth. Pregnancy hormones, they change the typical hair growth shedding cycle. So during pregnancy, hair grows longer. It grows thicker. People often love their pregnancy hair, right? And then it's such a disappointment when after pregnancy, the hair returns to its non-pregnant state. And that's because part of this may include shedding and thinning right around the three-month mark. So if you've ever heard someone be like, oh, I had a baby. And then three months later, I just like have all this hair falling out. I know a good friend of mine was just talking to me about this. During pregnancy, hair may also grow in areas it typically does not, like the face, the abdomen, and the chest. Surprise! <laughs> Fortunately, this also improves postpartum. So that hair growth that you're seeing that's not where you want hair to be tends to decrease. But of course, you also have the thinning of the hair and potential hair loss. There are many other changes, and we only talked about a couple of them here, but these changes include nose widening, breasts growing bigger as milk glands develop and then 
And then the breast subsequently flattening postpartum where those milk glands are no longer needed. Also varicose veins, swelling. I will tell you what, I had some of the worst varicose veins I've ever had during my last pregnancy. And I never had them in any of my other pregnancies. So every pregnancy is different and therefore every postpartum experience is different. And as an OBGYN, a mother of three, including a three-month-old, I've seen and experienced the changes that we go through multiple times. And I've also been lucky as I've gone through these changes to have a support group of moms who've gone through the changes of pregnancy and postpartum before, and they're going through it with me at the same time. And we talk often, and that is incredibly helpful. You just, you know, being able to pick up your phone and text just a question or like a mention of something that you've experienced or for someone to say, oh yeah, you know, that happened to me. I tried this or not. Maybe that happened to me, but oh, you know, I'm sorry that that's happening or that happened to my friend and this is what they did. It's incredibly helpful, but I recognize that that is a unique experience and that is a support group that not all new parents have, right? There are many new parents, new moms, who don't have a support network and are navigating postpartum without knowing what to expect. Can you imagine if you don't know what to expect and then your nose just widens? Like, what do you do with that information? So in the absence of trusted sources, they're turning to social media for answers. Unfortunately, it may have the opposite effect. Through an analysis of Instagram posts targeting postpartum women, some researchers found that of 600 posts tagged hashtag postpartum bodies, they mostly belong to women with low or average fat levels, which, you know, could potentially harm viewers of the content. If I, right now, were to go and look at postpartum bodies not having the experience that I have as a board certified OBGYN and as a postpartum mom with postpartum friends, I would be really disheartened. You know, if I saw a bunch of women who looked like they had never experienced any kind of change and, you know, you don't see the hard work that people do behind the scenes to get to that point, you just look at them and you say, oh, this is what I'm supposed to look like. This is what my body is supposed to be like. What is wrong with me, right? We're always, we're very self-centered. Everything is kind of centering back on our own experience. Like what, how does that relate to me? How does that relate to my experience? Is my experience like theirs? So you can imagine that that could be potentially harmful to someone who doesn't really have the right context and information for what a postpartum body is like. Multiple studies have shown that Instagram leads to reduced body image satisfaction in women. So again, why would it be any different for new moms? Why would it be any different for new parents? Why would it be any different for you know people who are pregnant? So as I mentioned before, I decided to poll my friends who have children under five years old to see how they feel about their bodies because they are still very close to the postpartum experience. And several of us have children under one. Um, All of us, I think, have children uh, at like four or at least one child under four, maybe even two. But I wanted to hear, you know, as they're kind of in it, what their experience was. So I asked them all, two questions regarding their pregnant and postpartum selves. And their responses were so honest, so real, and so relatable. And I kind of felt like, I can't believe I didn't make this podcast before. I can't believe I don't do this more often. I think, especially if you like it and if you find this helpful and definitely let me know, I think I'm gonna do it a lot more often. So there were a couple of things that kept getting mentioned. First, appreciation for being pregnant, because I think all of us, like, You know, many of us have had miscarriages and pregnancy losses. Um, So there was, and if not, you know, many, like some of my friends are physicians, um, OBGYNs especially also, who have had conversations with patients about infertility. So we recognize, or we've had infertility ourselves, we recognize the blessing that being pregnant is. So there's that appreciation, but then also there's some sadness and also acceptance. So let's hear what they have to say. My first question was, what changes have you noticed about your body since having a baby? Well, I just love this question about, you know, um, 
your body and your pre-pregnant body and your pregnant body and your postpartum body because they are all so very different. So, you know, since having um, children, I have three children, my body is a new version of itself. You know, my breasts aren't as perky. Um, you know, my core isn't as tight. Um, you know, my legs are larger. It's just, it's a different body. It's a body that grew three children. It's a body that fed and is feeding, um, three children. So it naturally is going to be very different. Um, my pre-pregnant body was great. You know, I was in pretty good shape, even though at the time I probably thought that I was not. Um, but looking back, you're like, wait a minute. I was fine. <laughs> um, and, you know, during my pregnancies, I was able to, thank God, work out for all three pregnancies. My pregnancies are pretty mild. So I am very lucky in that, you know, other than just being tired and, um, you know, regular aches and pains of pregnancy, you know, I never threw up. I didn't really have any crazy, um, you know, symptoms. So thankfully, I was able to work out all three pregnancies. That was my dear friend, Dr. Sudi Tri. She is a board-certified OBGYN, and she practices in Franklin Square, New York. She's the only name I'm going to mention. <laughs> Everybody else wanted to stay anonymous, which I completely understand. But I love, you know, she knows firsthand as well the experiences that women go through, that new parents go through, which is why I think it really helps you to kind of logically think through the experience when you're going through it. So let's hear what some others have to say. The changes I have noticed since having a baby were my breasts have changed significantly as well as weight gain. I'm sure many women that have had babies definitely could relate uh, to both of these issues. But in terms of my breasts, from a young teenager to a, through adulthood, I had always have firm and dense breasts uh, that were pretty perky. And um, once I had my kids, they are no longer there. So with my first child, uh, he was unable to latch, so I pumped constantly. And due to the pumping actions and the drawing on, of the breasts, my nipples are now inverted. My breasts, I guess through pregnancy and pumping, have absolutely no... The firmness is completely gone. Uh, they're much softer, much flatter than they have ever been. Similar to many other people, um, I've gained quite a bit of weight. Happy that this question came now because I've taken an intentional and focused approach and truly losing the weight that I've gained after becoming pregnant. So weight gain and breast changes are uh, definitely st my stomach uh, is no longer flat or anywhere close to it. I personally think I st um, still look pregnant, but people won't agree. Uh, anyway, uh, having a rounded stomach postpartum um, has been something that I've struggled with. I can definitely relate to both of those things. Weight gain, of course, and then... Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I never used to understand why women would get breast augmentation, aka boob jobs, after they had their babies. And I completely understand now. You know, you go from these very full, voluptuous breasts to these kind of flattened breasts after you've been seeing these full breasts for so long. And really, that can kind of be jarring. So let's keep going. My pre-pregnancy body as compared to my postpartum body. Well, seven years and three, actually four pregnancies later, three kids, 
it's hard to even remember what my pre-pregnancy body was like. That body was a completely, totally different body with different capabilities, different pros and cons, but all mine just the same. Um, I just remember being a lot flatter then. <laughs> I remember sucking in my belly then meant nothing in comparison to what it means to suck in my belly now with my umbilical hernia and diastasis. So diastasis is, we've talked about this before, but it's when your abdominal muscles start to, or abs start to separate in the midline. It's a, and you have a weakening where your organs, specifically your uterus can kind of push out in between your abs. But yeah, I mean, it is kind of hard to remember my pre-pregnancy body at some, at this point, because so much has happened since then. She's going to keep going a little bit more. I really look like I'm pregnant all the time, and that's frustrating and disappointing. Um, otherwise, my body is doing well. I, some changes you can't really attribute to having children. Some of the changes are just because, you know, I'm older. Um, even my bladder changes, like the little stress incontinence and things like that. Urinary incontinence is when your bladder leaks urine and you have stress incontinence, which she mentioned, which is when your bladder leaks urine, when you cough, laugh, sneeze, something like that. And then you also have urge incontinence, which is when your bladder leaks urine, when you feel like you need to go, like the second you think you have to go. And then all of a sudden you like really have to go. And then there's mixed urinary incontinence where you have a little bit of stress and urge incontinence. And man, that really, I mean, I really felt how she was feeling about that kind of just disappointment and sadness because I've had that experience as well with things with my own body. So let's keep going. Well, nobody tells you. I remember looking in the mirror like the day after I delivered my first baby and my stomach was still huge. I had a huge Mons that was like hanging down over my labia and stretch marks. And my stomach was also like super dark. Um, and I had my little diaper on, you know, after you deliver all the fluids and everything. And I just cried because I just knew my body was never going to be the same. And it hasn't been. I mean, it's done amazing things. There are so many tears postpartum. So, so many tears. And part of that, a big part of that is the hormones. But the other part is it's so jarring to look at yourself in the mirror and see something that looks so different than what you're expecting. You know, something that looks so different than even what you had 24 hours before. I've noticed that I can't hold my pee as uh, as much as I used to be able to. So it's like when I have to go to the bathroom, it's like I really got to go or I'm going to pee on myself. I've noticed that I just am carrying just more, more fat in different places that I um, really didn't before. I... Yeah, I mean, I just feel like my body is just different. I some some things I can't even explain or describe or or put into words. Oh, and stretch marks. I have a lot more stretch marks too. And one thing I hope that you're starting to notice if you didn't already is the themes. There are a lot of common things that people are noticing and you know, we're sharing common feelings about it. The first change that I noticed about my body was it carrying extra, like, water weight. Like, I felt heavy and couldn't really move as easy, just like I was during pregnancy with my first child. Um, and he was 10 pounds, 2 ounces. And then with my daughter, I lost all of the weight. I didn't feel as, like, tight and heavy as I did with my son. Um but I'm noticing that it's harder for me to work out and like move as quickly as I could before um, now at almost three months postpartum. 
Oh man, that's swelling and water weight. So one thing that you may not know is that that swelling doesn't go away immediately after the baby's delivered, after the baby's birth. It takes a little bit of time. Sometimes it can even take up to two to three weeks for that water weight to go away. My post-pregnancy body for my first child at 28 was a lot different from my second child at 38. For my first child, I gave birth to her when I was 28 years old, and I had gained probably 60 pounds during that pregnancy. And within a month of giving birth to her, I lost 40 pounds. So I went to the doctor for her first uh, postnatal appointment and people didn't realize that I had a baby. So after that pregnancy, my body bounced right back. The only difference at that time I noticed was my boobs hung a little lower than they had before because I would have to lift them up and put them into the boob portion of some of my dresses. So for giving birth at 28, snap back, everything was good where it was before except for my boobs. Abs were there. Everything was glorious. So when I had my son at 38, um, the getting back to somewhat of my pre pregnancy glory. It it took a while. I think I gained probably about 50 pounds when I was pregnant with him. And um, yeah, that metabolism wasn't giving what what it gave for my daughter. And it took a lot longer to get my weight back to where it was before or around the time I got pregnant. I think when I went back to work, I was on maternity leave for six weeks, six to eight weeks, and I was around 10 pounds, about 10 pounds away from my um, pre-pregnancy weight. Um, But shortly after I gave birth to him, COVID hit, and (laughs) anything I had lost just came back on, so... I don't believe I got back to a good or what I felt comfortable body-wise after giving birth to my son until probably about three years after he was born. Um, So I guess still after second pregnancy, boobs still hanging a little lower. Um, Stomach isn't quite what it was before, but, but it's getting there. And that's a great point. And that's something that hadn't really mentioned before, but COVID happening threw off the physical fitness routines for a lot of us, right? Like I remember the last time I stepped foot in the gym was March of 2020. I was 20 weeks pregnant or so. And I had been up to that point exercising regularly. After that, things just kind of fell apart for me personally. So, so I completely understand the COVID factor kind of changing things around a bit. So again, these were all great answers. People are concerned about breasts. People are concerned about their abdomen and still looking pregnant. People are concerned about weight gain. People are concerned about changes in their pelvic floor affecting their urination, you know, having incontinence and leaking urine and changes with their bladder. Very common things. So the next question that I asked was, well, how do you feel about your pregnant body and, or how did you feel about your pregnant body? And how do you feel about your postpartum body as compared to your pre-pregnant body? And I'll start by answering this. I loved the look of my pregnancy body. I loved all the curves and all the roundness. It was a very feminine beauty to me. I felt it was sexy. I felt like a fertility goddess on legs, just walking around living my life. Now, the way it felt, I had a lot of discomfort, (laughs) so it didn't feel good, but I loved the way it looked. I love my body. 
I have an appreciation for my body. I'm very thankful for all that it's been able to do. There was a point where I didn't think that it would be able to do this, and I was very upset with my body as I dealt with recurrent pregnancy loss and infertility. So the fact that it was capable of growing children and maintaining children, even to this day, you know, I'm exclusively breastfeeding. I'm very appreciative and thankful, and I feel good about that. But to be honest with you, when I'm on social media scrolling, I feel sad sometimes. You know, I see people, they're in great shape, whether they've had kids or not. And I look at how they look and it makes me miss the body that I had before where I was very strong. You know, I was working out regularly. I was lifting weights regularly. I was strong. The clothes just fit me better. I could put things on and I didn't have as much soft tissue kind of distributed all throughout my body. So things clung and they looked good. You know, you'd see my quads, you'd see my glutes, you'd see my biceps and my triceps. So that is one thing that I feel that I'm constantly kind of pep talking to myself about. <laughs> like, oh, how do you feel about your body? I love it. And it's, I'm telling you, but also I'm telling myself and reminding myself. So let's see what they have to say. I love being pregnant. I find it such a magical time. Um, you know, you're growing a life. I think pregnant women are beautiful. Even if you're bigger than, you're used, than you used to be, it's, it's like a very womanly beauty and a, a womanly <laughs> bigger, if you will. Um, so I, I love being pregnant. It was great. Postpartum is difficult. <laughs> um, I had two children very close together, 15 months apart. So after the second, you know, my body went through a lot of changes. I was obese, you know, by BMI's criteria and by my criteria. I was like, I'm not usually this big. And so I was able to continue working out. And honestly, I, I waited about three years before having another child. And in that time, I was able to get in really good shape. And um, prior to my third child, I was in the best shape of my life. So, you know, now um, my baby's about four months old and it's a challenge. It's very challenging, especially because right before this baby, I was in such great shape. And, you know, cardiovascularly, I think I'm in good shape, but my body is not where I want it to be. So it's definitely a, a practice of being patient with yourself, being patient with your body, trusting the process, and really just being grateful um, because, you know, a lot of women would pay any amount of money and do anything to carry and birth a child. And so I try to remind myself that it is a huge blessing and I don't take that for granted and that it's okay that I'm not where I want to be, but I'll get there and you just have to be patient and take it and, and be consistent. Consistency is key. So... Um, you know, whenever I get down, I say, okay, this is the site of three miracles. Let's figure something out, figure out what you got to put on so that you don't feel sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, we're all human. It's a process. We really are. And it is so, uh, so important. And I love that she, that's Dr. Trig, and I love that she said that it's so important to just be patient with yourself. I feel like I'm probably going to say that a few more times as we continue on. Initially, it was a shock, um, although it shouldn't have been because I had just carried a baby for many months. Uh, and not having my, my slender body, flat stomach was pretty difficult. However, over time, I saw that things started to change and I could see a path where my body would, what I, I thought would uh, return to its pre-pregnancy state. Um, well, that did not happen. I think as my body did um, transition or things did change over time, I became more accepting. So I would say postpartum, I was pretty hard on myself at first, but I came to accept my body over time. Now, a couple years past uh, the ba my baby's being born, I believe between the pandemic and pregnancy, uh, I still struggle with losing all the weight. It's something that have me highly conscious and critical of myself. And I will definitely say that I am taking measures to correct that. So the goal is to see myself in a place where I was before I had my kids 
and get back into that body because I think through exercise and good nutrition that we could a woman should be able to get back there or somewhere close so I'm going to see whether or not that's possible that's definitely possible for many of us. I think it's really a matter of prioritization and how your priorities fall. And I think a big thing that a lot of us moms go through is we're not prioritizing ourselves. Let's keep going. I would love to say that I feel good about my postpartum body. But the truth is some days you feel all right and some days you don't. It's not a static thing. And it's kind of like a roller coaster. You have your ups and your downs, and it's fluid and labile and it changes. And that felt that way. I feel like that's the way people feel about their bodies in general, is it can be labile and depending on how you look or feel or what you have to do or how clothes look on you. And it's a matter of finding what fits and how you look and what fits. And I think that that, and how you feel overall. I feel good and I feel strong and I know that my body can still do great and amazing things. And there's nothing that I can't, with some practice and some training, there's nothing I can't accomplish. I miss the flatness of my pre-pregnancy body for sure. If I was more disciplined, maybe I could achieve that again, probably not. Um, pregnant body, other than the fact that my pregnant body caused me quite a bit of pain and discomfort and sickness, the look of, the look of it was, I loved it. Being, there's something about being pregnant where you kind of feel invincible. And that's always, and that's a nice feeling. I've always enjoyed my pregnant body, which not all women do. That is very true. And maybe I've overrepresented OBGYNs <laughs> in this particular episode for the commentary. But, you know, we, I just think that the pregnant body is so beautiful. Not every woman does. I remember being at a dinner with uh, a birthday dinner for a really good friend of mine. And so she had another three women there to celebrate. And these are women I didn't know. But one of them, I just remember her talking about how much she disliked her pregnancy body. And, you know, I was just kind of amazed because I'd really not used to hearing people say that. So to each his own, everyone's experience is different. Where to start? So my breasts are no longer full. They definitely are saggy. My skin overall is saggy. My stomach is still soft and squishy and saggy. I have no ab muscles left. My skin, I have light and dark patches on my face. I have acne again. My hair is not as full as it once was. Like after I delivered, all this crazy hair came back and started growing everywhere. Um, I have lost the fat in like the, you know, more complimentary places in your face, like underneath your eyes and in like the hollows of your cheeks. <sighs> and it's much harder to lose weight now. That's where I am trying to love and embrace myself with this new body. That's real. And that's honest. It's complicated. How we feel is complicated. I guess I like my pregnant body in the sense that it was able to carry and nurture like three babies and to provide the different nutrients and stuff that they needed. So, so my body was able to perform like such a miraculous act. I, I liked my pre-pregnant body a lot. I actually really liked my postpartum body because um, I slimmed down to even less than my pre-pregnancy weight with like all three of the kids. Uh, so I think I actually liked my postpartum body the best um, in that regard. But then my postpartum body was also pretty weak. So I didn't like that part. Society just puts so much pressure on women to like look a certain way um, or to to be a certain way. And I think as women, we internalize a lot of that. I mean, I think one example of that is with Kate Middleton, like when she had, I think it was the first kid, like within hours of having the first kid, like she was outside waiting for the camera. I mean, and she was doing that because that, that was what was expected of her. Like we couldn't even 
she she wasn't even like able to just rest and just like revel in like what just took place. Like she was kind of out there for the camera. So um, I I do really think that society places a lot of undue pressure um, on on women in terms of their looks and their appearance. I actually liked my pregnant body too. Like I. For the most part, I, I enjoyed being pregnant. Who could forget that? I mean, not only was she expected to stand outside of the hospital for everyone to see and why everyone needed to see her, I have no idea. You know, I guess to make their judgments, I'm not sure. But then she was expected to look good. <laughs> like, I still questionably expect myself to look good. No, I'm just kidding. But... Yeah, that's a really ridiculous expectation to have for someone. I'm not sure how to feel about my body um, postpartum. During pregnancy, I loved the way I looked. I never thought of myself as too big, too small. I just loved being pregnant. Prior to having a baby, I was a lot more self-conscious about my body than I was when I was pregnant. And after having a baby, I just... um, accepted my new body and accepted that it carried two children in two years. Acceptance and appreciation are key. How do I feel about my pregnant body? I loved my pregnant body because I was pregnant and I knew there that my body was gaining weight to be healthy for my children. Postpartum body was hard. That was, I don't, you know, you factor hormones and just everything that your mind is and and just your being is going through after having a child and knowing what life was like before and trying to adjust to life with you know first child second child yeah that that was difficult and it took it took a while um my weight has always been something that that I battled with since I was eight years old. So um, it's nice to now, four years after the birth of my son, be to be at a point where I feel comfortable. But yeah, boobs still hanging a little bit lower, but I think that may be uh, more to do with age than anything else. But I did want to add that my pre-pregnancy body when I was 27 was the best shape I've been in my whole entire life. goals and that's probably how I ended up pregnant with my daughter (laughs) I think that is probably true for many of us if not all of us my final thoughts on this subject are do you know our bodies really are such an important part of who we are they aren't just functional they're part of our identity And everyone was just kind of coming to terms with the change in their identity, you know, changing your identity, whether it's something desired or undesired requires just some patience. And pregnancy is such an amazing experience and something not experienced by everyone who wants it. That's something that each mom addressed. However, adjusting to your body's new role and all the changes that come with it requires time, patience, and plenty of self-love. You know, you get pregnant and you have that amazing experience, but the marks of pregnancy never leave you. They don't leave your body and they don't leave your soul. They don't leave your spirit. With that said, I wish you all the best on your journey, whatever that may be, even if you decide you don't ever want to have kids. Hopefully this didn't put you over the fence, but I wish you all the best in your pregnancy journey. And, you know, I hope that you wish the same for my postpartum journey. Now, if your feelings go beyond the occasional sadness, please consult your healthcare provider. Postpartum depression is real, it is serious, and it requires immediate attention. Otherwise, this is Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor. Oh, 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 before you go, 
Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple. It's also available on Stitcher, Audible, iHeartRadio, Amazon, TuneIn, Spotify. Um, there's a YouTube channel, Instagram, as I mentioned, at LadyPartsDoc, D-O-C. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok everything. And let me know if you have any questions, stories, or ideas that you want to share by emailing. Let me know. Did you enjoy this format? Did you enjoy having the uh, different clips and, and quotes from many of our moms and new parents going through the same experience? You can email me at drhack, D-R-H-A-C-K, at ladypartsdoctor.com. And of course, if you're interested in any booking for presentations or any events or anything like that, you know where to find me on the website. Until next time. Mm -hmm.